the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Believing the Bible with Scott Lane and Terry Reed of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association with today's message of hope in today's troubled world based on biblical truths. We hope that today's program is enlightening and inspirational. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane, president of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. And I'm Terry Reed, a director at SAPSA. We are here to reassure you that you can believe the Bible from the first verse. Today we have a special guest. He is Dr. Carl Williams. Dr. Williams graduated from Indiana State University in 1975 with a B.S. in life science. He graduated from medical school at Indiana University School of Medicine in 1979. He completed residency in family medicine with the U.S. Air Force in 1982. He was an Air Force doctor for 21 years and continues to work with military families as a civilian physician. He has a total of 34 years practicing medicine. He has been married to his wife, Cindy, for 38 years. They have two children, a son, Nathan, who is married to Sally, and a daughter, Amanda. They have one grandchild, Mata. Dr. Williams is also a member of our own San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association and serves on our board. Dr. Carl... Bill Nye stated in a YouTube video titled, Creationism is not appropriate for children. He says, evolution is the fundamental idea in all of life science and all of biology. On David Parkman, Lawrence Krauss stated, evolution is the basis of modern technology. As an MD who has been practicing for 38 years, how do you respond to that? Well, number one, to say that evolution is the foundation of technology is kind of ludicrous. I mean, we haven't seen any cars evolve uh, from a <laughs> junk pile. And I haven't. Certainly, that is making a uh, loose association between observational science, in other words, science that we can see and touch and feel and observe and test and repeat, and uh, the evolutionary uh, hypothesis, at best, it's not really a theory in my mind, the hypothesis of evolution of where things just kind of happened and life occurred without any help, that's, that's a total hypothesis, never been seen, has not been uh, found to be uh, in real life, and uh, Louis Pasteur proved it false many years ago. So to say that that's the foundation of modern technology is just crazy, <laughs> number one. Now to say that evolution is fundamental idea of all life science. Uh, certainly it is taught, it is uh, in many of the biology books, and I was taught Haeckel's little mnemonic that ontology recapitulates phylogeny. Uh, Does it? Well, it sounds really cool when you say it, but it, no, it doesn't. <laughs> I, it took me a long time to learn how to say that right. But anyway, to say that that was something that was helped me through medical school, no, it didn't. It helped me pass a test, 
but it didn't really help me with medicine. Obviously, there's test questions you have to answer correctly to, to get to have an MD degree, but uh, learning that was not helpful at all and in many ways uh, was not helpful. How's that? Well, let's look at things like real science, uh, the so-called junk DNA that was found years ago. When the Genome Project found all kinds of DNA that they couldn't really figure out what it did, so they just said, well, it must be just junk because we figured out those genes the gene-producing DNA, but all this 98-plus percent of DNA that just doesn't do anything, it must just be leftover junk, and therefore a lot of science stopped at that point. No one even looked at it for quite a while to figure out what it really did do. Might as well get rid of it, huh? It, it is just leftover stuff, and uh, so it was a detriment to science rather than a plus. And we can also talk about vestigial organs is the same sort of thing. When I started in medical school, there was still thought that the appendix was useless, and whenever the belly is open, one should remove it, just to prevent it from having problems later hmm. on. And uh, when I was a child, most of my classmates had tonsillectomies. If you had a, a tonsillitis, that was reason to remove the tonsils. That is no longer done. Uh, routine appendectomies are no longer done because it's been found that both of those organs have great immune response capabilities. In other words, they help us prevent infections, prevent diseases. And there's some clues now that uh, perhaps these people who have had their tonsils and appendices removed are at higher risk for developing immune disorders such as lymphoma and perhaps even some of the leukemias. But at least there's some suggestion that people who had these operations are now at higher risk for cancerous outcomes later on. It hasn't been proven, but there is a suggestion of a risk involved there. So no longer are tonsillectomies and appendectomies done so cavalier fashion, so they're, they're done very, very specifically. Uh, and there's even with the appendix, for instance, now uh, there's a big drive to start treating it with antibiotics rather than even surgery. So even when you have an appendicitis now, there's a big push on to be treating it so you can preserve that organ as opposed to remove it. Hmm. So Darwinian thought may have caused doctors to be doing harm, Correct. which they're not supposed Correct. to do. I mean, classic example is George Washington. He was... He was a victim of bleeding to death because he had a disease and he was uh, treated at his own request to be bled. At that point, uh, thought there was evil humors in the blood, so you removed so much blood to get rid of whatever disease you had in your body. And they removed enough blood that eventually he just died of probably anemia. So that's another thought where if we have the wrong idea, there was the Bible says there's life in the blood. Yeah. So if you remove the life, you remove the blood, you remove the life. Carl, you're not only an MD, but you yourself are a cancer survivor. What do you think of genetic information being added through genetic mutations? My understanding is that mutations are synonymous with cancer. Well, it's safe to say that all cancers have a mutation, but not all mutations end in cancer, fortunately. Yes, uh, to say that mutations are advantageous is kind of um, a shaky statement. The best 
disease, if you will, or mutation that may have some uh, survival benefit is the one for uh, sickle cell anemia. They're found in the groups in, in the, uh, mostly in Africa and the Mediterranean area where, where there's a high uh, incidence of malaria. The people who have sickle cell trait, in other words, just one of the mutated genes, have a much higher survival rate than those who have normal blood, no sickle cell. The bad news is if you have two genes for sickle cell, then you have the actual sickle cell disease, which is usually fatal within a few years of life. Now, modern science can keep these young folks alive a lot longer, but still, they ultimately die much earlier. And people with sickle cell trait may have a fairly normal life. In fact, uh, there are many people on active duty in the military system with sickle cell trait. But even they can have some problems, and we found that some of them have uh, problems with desaturation. In other words, they have a sickling crisis, even with just one gene, hmm. if they go to a high enough altitude. Hmm. So they're not in a cockpit, usually. So they're not allowed to fly an airplane, uh, because some of those folks can be exposed to hypoxemia or low oxygen levels. You are listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed and Dr. Carl Williams. If you'd like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A dot org. Dr. Carl, uh, Krauss states that, Parkman interview, he states that withholding anything from your children that gives them a disadvantage or harms them and puts them at a disadvantage compared to others, especially as they grow into adulthood, is child abuse. You and your wife, Cindy, who also happens to be a uh, science teacher, no doubt taught your children to believe in biblical creation. Do you think that they were disadvantaged? Well, let me make a confession here. I became a Christian before I became a creationist. And uh, at that point, I believed what Krauss taught in that I did not want my children taught creationism in the school. And we had an encounter with problems with my daughter, in uh, middle school age, where she was in too big a school and needed to be put into a smaller school. So we looked at private schools. One was the Christian school in Albuquerque, which we did an open house uh, survey of the school and found out that they taught biblical creationism, literal uh, uh, six-day creation, and the, the uh, earth was only thousands of years old. As soon as I heard that, I grabbed my wife and I said, we're out of here. Hmm. So, is that a disadvantage to my daughter? Well, as it turned out, we PCS shortly before uh, she would have gone back to school anyway because of uh, change in orders, and we ended up in San Antonio, and within six months or so of coming to San Antonio, Cindy became a creationist. Hmm. And said, so she, came, she, she slapped me up the you. side of the head with the evidence, <laughs> and so I had to look rethink what I was doing and showing that I was indeed being abusive to my child and I was not giving her the proper tools to believe the Bible hmm. and to stay in the Word. A PCS is a uh, permanent change of station. In other words, when you, nothing is permanent, obviously, in the military, but it's more permanent than what's called a TDY or a temporary duty when someone just goes off for a few weeks, months, or uh, up to a year, whereas okay. a PCS is something over a year, you go into live somewhere else. Okay. So it's fair to say that you've done a transition of thought. 
Very much so. Very much so. In fact, uh, we can thank SAMHSA for doing that because SAMHSA put on the the constantly uh, convention that uh, Cindy attended, and that's what she learned about creation. Learned about how it is possible to be a creationist and a Christian. Carl, thank you very much for joining us today. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A dot org. Or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletter. You can also call 210-599-7240 to request having the newsletter emailed to you. Our website also has a link for contact information and on which you can order our newsletter if you so choose. Also, go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That's whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That's Terry's website containing the blog with articles pertaining to creation science and our topic today on the problems in the philosophy of materialism. Again, SABSA meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. at the Jim's Restaurant at the corner of San Pedro and Ramsey. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to this show anytime by going to AM 630 KSLR. Click on the KSLR podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. Thank you. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.